0: My name is Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast. At Mastermind Parenting, we're on a mission to support strong-willed kids and the families that love them. Little kids create their own reality, and I would say by six or seven, right around the time that inner speech starts coming online, they really start to know when they're lying. And this is the issue when we've handled lying in the wrong way in the past we've actually reinforced the lying pattern when we've handled it in, and when we've handled it in the typical ineffective ways like we tell the truth in this family that is not true and we've had power struggles over it and we've tried to convince them of why the truth is so important and we've been justice seekers in that way and we've lectured we've accidentally reinforced the lying the 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 lying behavior okay and so now we have a pattern of lying and so it's a very sensitive issue because when we've reinforced that lying pattern by lecturing we've created a shame cycle And so whenever there's shame involved, it's always just going to spiral into more and more and more unproductive behaviors and more of those behaviors that we don't want. So when we call them out on the lying and we have a lying pattern, we add to that shame. And so then we continue to reinforce it, right? So it's sensitive even when they're old enough to know that they shouldn't be lying It's a dance. It's a dance as to how we call it out. And what we have to remember is the connect before we correct. So if you have a child that is past the age of like three or four that continues to lie, just be on to yourself of how you've handled lying in the past. You're listening to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast with Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to today's episode. Well, today I got a hot topic, lying, 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 lying. Let's talk about lying. Why does lying get us so riled up, right? Like I can't tell you how many times over the years people come to me. I have so many scenarios to choose from. When I was looking for content to teach you guys, I found so many scenarios. I, I think it is one of the biggest pain points for parents is when, we, when our kids lie to us, right? So, why does it get us so riled up? Well, in the words of the famous Alec Rubenstein, famous in my household, in my life, my oldest son, he says, Everyone hates liars. he's kind of that truth-telling black and white thinker, as so many of our highly sensitive little people are, especially once they're not in a state of defensiveness. And they, they know for a fact that we are their soft place to land. They start to just teach us so many things, and they see things so clearly. And I remember years ago, he's just like, we hate liars. Like, it's just the worst, right? It's like, it, and, and no one wants your child to grow up to be one of those liar people. Like, we've all known those people that just, you can't trust anything they say. And they never take personal responsibility for anything. And for most of us, we're just like, ugh, I don't want my kid to be that person. So when our kids lie... It really triggers us. Okay, so listen to this scenario. This is one that I pulled. Um, I have an almost eight year old boy who's very defiant, sweet as pie, and has a huge heart, but really balks at authority. He'll have a good day, and then the next day isn't so good. He doesn't get in trouble during school, but routinely gets in trouble in the after school program. He tells the ladies he doesn't have to listen to them and will continue doing what he's told. To stop. I don't know what that means. I think she's saying he'll just continue doing whatever. Even when he's told to stop, he'll just continue doing what he wants to do. He back talks at home as well. He'll do his homework, but it's a struggle. And he claims we aren't being fair with his homework, when in fact, we're just trying to help him do it the right way. He consistently tells lies. He won't own up to his behavior or mistakes. He always blames someone else. I'm at my wits end. We've taken away electronics. I think he might be jealous of his younger brother and sister. I just don't know what to do. Okay. So there's that scenario, right? I read that scenario. And because I know what I know and I do what I do, it's very clear to me, why the child is lying. And I also know from experience that it's almost impossible to get to the root of the lying behavior so that we like, instead of just like trying to admonish them and change them and attack the problem, what that is, is that's just trying to slap a Band-Aid on a gaping wound. Like we have to get underneath and get to the root of it to figure out why the child is lying. Like all behaviors communication. So kids lie for a reason, especially a kid that's eight years old. There's lots of different reasons. And it is developmental. It's kids that are little bitty and lie. It's a different situation than than kids that are six plus who lie. Okay, Once they're six years or older and they lie, it's something entirely different. And um, I would say six to seven. So I can look at that situation and very clearly see why the lying behavior is here. But I know that as the parent, when you're so close to it and when you have a child that is living in this way, where they're always blaming other people, where they're never willing to to accept personal responsibility where they are just constantly sort of on the attack, I also understand why it can be really hard to see it clearly. So when your kid lies to you, it can be so hard to handle it the way that I help you nip this lying behavior in the bud. And it's the the reason why it can be really hard to attack it this way is because most of us are telling ourselves lies about our lying kid. I know this is a little bit of some mindfuckery, but we have these invisible sentences, also known as thoughts, but I like to call thoughts sentences because I think it's more tangible and it, you know, it's the way we learn in school. We learn to, to diagram sentences and how to write a complete sentence and sentences in a sentence is really a thought right? It's language that has been put to something that we are thinking. So we tell ourselves lies all the time. We make other people's behavior mean something that we're determining what that behavior means instead of really investigating and playing detective and understand what the behavior means. We attach a meaning to it. So a lot of times when we have a lying kid, a kid that is showing up with lots of lying behavior, we might have these invisible sentences, these invisible lies running through our head like, oh, really? They must think I'm stupid to believe this. Like, ugh, they're, they're going to have to learn right from wrong. Or it's my job to teach them right from wrong. Like, I can't let them get away with this. I've got to teach them all the things, right? Or Oh, once again, just want to get out of doing whatever they're doing. They want to get out of doing their homework. They want to get out of taking a bath. They want to get out of, they want, which really we've got other, you know, backup lies going on, which is like, my kid is lazy or irresponsible or disrespectful, or, you know, we're, we're attaching all kinds of meaning and judgment to it. Maybe the lie is they always blame other people and will never take personal responsibility. Maybe there's another lie attached. I can't trust them. You can't even believe a word they say. I can't trust them. So lying behavior, if we unpack it, here's the thing. Little kids lie. It's, It's a normal part of development. It's connected to their magical thinking brain. And it's why little kids are so good at creating and making up games. It's because they know how to Alter their reality and live in the world of of magical thinking. So it's very normal for little kids to lie, and we have some hilarious stories in our family, especially with my youngest son. Because you know, my youngest son is the youngest by eight; he's eight years younger than his older than my oldest child. So his older brother's eight years older. So by the time Corey came around, he was like all of our baby, and so. When he started going through the normal lying fate, and when you're kind of like understand when you study a tiny bit about like what is very a very normal stage of development, it's like normal for two to five year olds to alter their reality and to lie about about tiny ridiculous things. It's very normal it just like it's normal for Corey at sixteen. To be in that talk to the hand phase—that's one of our favorite things that he's been doing lately. <laughs> when we were all over when a break, I may have already told this this on the podcast because this is my favorite story. Where it's like we're all we we went camping for a night, which don't it, it was it's been a bucket list item for many many years, and so we're like we're going to go camping for one night. So we're sitting around the campfire and. There were parts of it, like just to be unplugged with my three teenagers slash young adults for, you know, that period of time was really so worth it. The night was freezing; we were freezing, but anyway, we were sitting around the campfire, and Corey, especially after being unplugged, he was just, you know, he he, his full personality was was just out there, and he was having such a good time with his older brother and sister, and everybody's getting a kick out of him, so he's like. Sharing, oh, I wanted to watch the show, or I wanted to go to this thing, and anything he like mentioned, he's kind of putting it out there to see if either of his brother or sister might bite. And I'd be like, oh, I'll do that with you. And he's like, I'm good. And then he was like, oh, I really want to watch such and such show. I was like, me too. I want to watch that. He's like, it's all right, (laughs) because he's in the talk to the hand phase with me, right? That's a very normal stage of adolescence, and. And so because I understand that it's a very normal stage of adolescence, like it makes it easy for me to Q-tip, quit taking it personally. Like this is what he's supposed to do when humans go from childhood to adulthood and they go through this period of adolescence, they're supposed to separate from us. We're supposed to kind of be fingernails on the chalkboard a little bit for them because They're, this is what they're supposed to do. And so I don't have to take it personally. Well, when you have a little tiny kid, like when Corey, (laughs) one of the older kids was doing like a school project and they were using red spray paint, I think spray painting some wood or uh, something. Anyway, like the next one, the next day I like went out to my car, my car's in the garage and inside the garage door on the inside of the garage door, there's a red spray painted C. So obviously, Corey, it was probably my husband who was doing the school project with the kid, with the older kid. And Corey probably was like, I want to spray paint. I want to spray paint. My husband, who often comes from a place of no, he was probably like, you know, no, you can't. And obviously, Corey took matters into his own hands because he really wanted to try out the spray paint, I'm guessing. So (laughs) what's he learning at the age of five? you know, his letters, and probably how to write his name. So there's a red C on the inside of our door. And we're like, hmm, Corey, you know how that red C got on the garage? Uh Uh-uh. Nope. No. Mm -mm." (laughs) Mm-mm. And it's like, you know, the way it unfolded, I mean, it took a few days. And then he's like, I did it. I spray painted the Red Sea, but he wasn't trying to like, you know, he wasn't trying to be deceptive. He made a mistake. And in that moment, he, he's like, no, I don't know how I got there. Like little kids, when they lie, it's different. Like he, obviously it's not like they a hundred percent think that they're telling the truth in that moment. They just want it to go away. And so it's very developmentally appropriate until we we just moved from that house um, two years ago. So we lived there from, so from the time he was, we lived there actually from the time he was two, but from the time he was five until he was 14, right? So for the next nine years, that Red Sea stayed on the inside of our garage. And, um, and it was just a funny, cute reminder of when Corey was the five-year-old who spray painted the Red Sea and then denied it. Hi, podcast listeners. I want to invite you to our weekend warm-up free coaching call. Our next one is January 20th from 2 to 3 p.m. Central. And this month, it's all about lying. So I know this is a theme that comes up so often in coaching. We want our kids to tell the truth, right? Like, is it too much to ask? As my son Alec likes to say, we hate liars. We don't want to raise that liar kid. We don't want our kids lying to us, even lying by omission. We want them to own up when they make a mistake. We want them to learn from their mistakes. So we're going to talk all things lying. I want to coach you live. This is really a free coaching call that I do for my podcast listeners. And for those of you who have followed on social media, and it's my chance to Get to know you and more importantly, get to help you. So, come to the next weekend warm up coaching call. It is totally free and it's a lot of fun. and I can't wait to meet you. So, just go to mastermindparenting.com forward slash weekend. That's mastermindparenting.com forward slash weekend. Can't wait to meet you. So, when little kids lie, it's it's sort of wholesome right it's sort of wholesome and there's a certain way to handle it when bigger kids lie it's deeper right because all behaviors communication so just like the scenario I read to you at the beginning it's that child is lying because bigger kids lie when it doesn't feel safe to tell the truth right it doesn't feel safe to tell the truth. And when you've got a kid that's feeling other, jealous of siblings, constantly singled out, they can't do anything right. Mom and dad are always kind of on their back trying to correct all the homework to help them do it just so perfectly. If you kind of feel like you just can't get a break, I mean, I'm sorry. It will cause even the most confident person to shut down. But when you have a highly sensitive you know, eight year old who's feeling like they just can't catch a break, they can shut down pretty quickly. And it doesn't feel safe to tell the truth, right? It doesn't feel emotionally safe to tell the truth because it's vulnerable to admit when we screw up. It takes courage to say, oops, yeah, I did that. Yeah, not my proudest moment. It's very vulnerable to admit when you screw up. And if you think about your own life, right, think about your own life and think about the moments when you know you've screwed up and you get busted, right? Where you have an oops moment, as I like to call it in the mastermind, you know, like we all do. Being human is messy business. We all have oops moments. So I just want you to think about like, have you ever been imperfect and been busted for talking about a friend or a sister-in-law behind their back, like somebody who you feel has wronged you and you're venting or you're angry and you, you talk smack about them and then it gets back to them. Like, have you ever had one of those moments, right? What's your knee jerk reaction? When you get busted for doing something that, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's not exactly an honorable thing to talk behind people's backs, right? And now the person has found out the things you said. You didn't go directly to them to let them know these things, these things that were bothering you. Instead, you talk to other people. I mean, I, I'm raising my hand here, okay? How often do we go, do we call the person up and say, you know what? I heard such and such got back to you. I know we've had our differences and I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have said that and it was wrong. Like how often are we doing that? Or are we just getting defensive to justify why that person really does sp- really does suck and why we were just speaking the truth? It's very vulnerable to be the person who admits and owns up and woman's up and just like owns your mistake. It's embarrassing, right? Like, I can't say that I've always been that person because it's embarrassing. And, and, and I mean, I know I feel ashamed. Okay. So, or, or maybe it feels unsafe. Like, if I were to call that person who clearly I had something negative to say and I, and, and now it's gotten back to them, am I going to go back to that person and, and, and woman up and be like, look, I really shouldn't have said that? I'll tell you. A lot of times I'm not because I'm nervous that if I call that person, then they're going to be like, "Yeah, it was really," and they're going to just blast me, and then it's going to bring a whole bunch of drama, and then it's going to be this, you know, them telling me all the reasons why they can't stand me, and I'm just not up for all that, and it feels vulnerable. I'm not. I. 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 I I'm in my mind. If it's somebody that I'm already you know, not getting along with, I doesn't feel emotionally safe. I'm worried that that it's just gonna bring a whole bunch of service into my life. So and if you think about when you were a teenager, right? Were you ever did you ever get caught sneaking out or drinking or smoking or cheating in school? Like these are shameful things. These aren't things that most of us are like, oh, remember the time I got totally busted. Remember the time when I was on ecstasy, right? Like, like we're not talking about those things. And if you were that person who immediately fessed up, then you were a braver teenager than me. And, um, and you must've had a really awesome family where there was a lot of emotional safety And you know, it wasn't like that in mine. So I understand how it can be very, very, it's really taken me to be at this point in my adult life where I lean into that vulnerability more and more and more. And it's still hard. It's still hard. So when our kids lie, right, they're lying because it doesn't feel safe to tell the truth. And I'll tell you, the real game changer The real game changer in terms of how we help to start turning this lying behavior around and creating that emotional safety so it does feel safe to start telling the truth is that we have to counteract those lies by telling ourselves, by telling ourselves, like putting those sentences, replacing those invisible lies I read out at the beginning and adding in some curiosity, like, hmm, I wonder what's really going on here just even H-M-M-M-M-M. I want you to put that in your mind. So when your kid lies and you catch yourself being like, Oh, they just want to get out. Or do they think I was born yesterday? Think I'm a complete idiot. Or you can't believe a word that comes out. As soon as you catch yourself telling yourself those lies, if you just replace it with, Hmm, that brings in that curiosity. Like what's really going on here? Why? Why did they feel the need to lie? Why aren't they able to tell me the truth? Why did they do this thing? And how do I bring in some curiosity so that when I play detective and actually talk to my kid about it, I'm not going to just go and try and slap a Band-Aid on a gaping wound by telling them why we all hate liars and lying is wrong and it goes against our family values and yada yada. And we just like take a beat and get curious about what's underneath the lie, right? What motivated them to lie? Like, why did they lie about this thing? And how do we motivate them to do the thing, right? The right thing, instead of needing to lie about why they didn't do the right thing the next time? How do we actually improve future behavior? So, I want y'all to really, you know, I, I know lying is such is such a hot topic for most of us because we don't want to raise the liars. And I just kind of wanted to like, like like I wanted to unpack this topic a little bit more and I'm going to continue to unpack it. I'm actually doing our last free coaching call this Friday weekend warm up. I'm not going to do another one for a while, really, until further notice. It's going to be our last weekend warm-up coaching call, and it's all about this topic, lying. So if you want to be coached on this topic on a specific scenario, or if you want to be a fly on the wall and just hear other people being coached and hear what I have to say, I want you all to come. So, make sure to sign up for that weekend warm up. It's like mastermindparenting.com forward slash weekend, and it'll be in the show notes. So, go ahead and sign up for that if you want to talk more about this. And now we're going to include two clips on the podcast. So, next you're going to hear. Why little a little bit more about why little kids lie? I I do a little teaching uh, as to why little kids lie and how to handle it. So we're going to include a coaching clip from my private programs where I talk about this about little kids and lying. And then the second clip that we're including is um, is a recent coaching scenario with a mom where I was coaching her on uh, her 10-year-old son who was sneaking and lying. And and so you'll hear how I coached her on that topic. So that's what I got for you today. I hope that uh, you guys come to our last weekend warm-up coaching call for a while. It's this Friday. It's at 2. Sign up for it. I'd love to get to meet you and coach you on the topic of lying. So have a great rest of your week. stop lying when it truly feels safe to tell the truth. And like you're you're handling it well. The example you gave of you saying, like your breath smells like peppermint right now. You're, you know, or there was another situation where you didn't make it into such a big deal where you're like, hmm, that's weird. You're not blowing it out of proportion. You're like, hmm, okay, weird. Yeah. Hmm. He's already shown you when he's not in defense zone that he does come clean. So I think it's like you bring it up, but you're like, what happened with all those snacks that like, we had a lot, there was a lot, there was way more snacks guys here. And now I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Seems odd. So it's like, we're not scared to keep bringing it up. I'm just still so confused about all those snacks and and we don't have to make it into a big deal, but it's like, We're going to keep bringing it up and we're going to keep bringing it up. And when they come clean, you're not going to lecture and go into a whole thing. You're like, well, thank you for telling me. I know, you know what? It takes a lot of courage when you know that you've said something and you knew it wasn't true. But then before you know it, it kind of starts going, getting, you know, spinning out of control. I remember I've done that too before. And it takes a lot of courage to be the person who comes clean. You know, what I know for sure. Is the fact that you just came here and was like, okay, here's the truth, tells me that one day when you're the kid that's the new driver and you accidentally bump into a parked car, you're going to be the honest kid that leaves the note. I hope you feel proud of your courage. You know, what we focus on grows. Then we're focusing on that skill of telling the truth. And it's also very growth mindset, which is like, yeah, we all fuck up get it. Thank you for coming clean. Thank yeah. you for trusting me to come clean. That's it. Thanks for listening today, guys. I hope you picked up some tips, tools, maybe some baby steps for creating more balance and boundaries in your life. And I just wanted to let you know, if you want to continue moving the needle forward in creating this for yourself having a happier household i want you to go to my website and check out mastermindparenting.com we have three beginning programs and if you need some accountability and more support then please look for the one that would be a good fit for you Um, and as always we're on all the social channels under mastermind parenting on instagram it's mastermind underscore parenting um and you know periodically i do pop up on different instagram lives facebook lives where i give you teaching and coaching and i love engaging with you live to help you help your strong-willed kids so that they can feel better because when they feel better they do better and um